You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, we are not stateside. We are actually in the gin tasting room at Kalani Kilty Distillery, and we have a new friend that we wanted to bring on our show because she's also from the States, which she can touch and dive into. But there's so much to talk about, not only of what's in front of us, but also what you offer your uh, your audience, essentially, and, and sure. your customers. Uh, so you want to introduce yourself and what you do. Okay, I'm Irene Tan from uh, Connecticut, um, owner of uh, Canterbury Liquors and Whiskey Mentors. And I'm here to uh, buy more barrels of Clonacilty. So what was your first impression when Clonacilty came to your store to, to kind of sell you on their product? So, um, so I was in the process of buying a whole bunch of different barrels already. And when they showed up, it was going to be my second uh, Irish whiskey barrel. My first one was uh, Nibble Castle. Uh, 12 years so I tasted them and they were 100 proof and I was like ah, I'm kind of not feeling the 100 proof because I um, like things more most, most of my barrels are cast strength so I said oh, yeah. that was a port cast finish a rum cast finish and a sherry finish and I said can you uh, no the red wine finish so I said can you bring me the cast strength ones instead uh, because I'm not feeling these and so a couple of months later, they brought back the uh, the cast ring ones, and then now I'm like, oh crap! Now I really like these. So how, <laughs> you know, how many do I buy? And uh, I was like, all right, I really like the port cast, but I also really like the uh, the river salt cast. Um, and uh, so my my manager uh, Jen, who works uh, with me, has a great palate. Also, we always taste things together. And she's like, I like this one better. I go, I like this one. I said, well, well can we buy both? <laughs> so, so that's what we did. We bought both. And I named them. Uh, I named all my all my single barrels are always named. Um, sometimes it's the mood I'm in when I drink the whiskey. Sometimes it's um, what what flavors uh, mm. are coming through. So the first one uh, was was called uh, Christmas cake. Uh, that was a river salt uh, cast because it had a lot of those kind of Christmas spices and stuff mm. like that, had a nice sweetness to it. And then the second one was uh, the pork cast finish, and I named that one the Queen's Jam. 
um, because uh, when I when I taste my barrels, uh, ne- ne- after I pick them, usually I name them the next day or the day after, whatever, first thing in the morning, you know, early, early, don't brush your teeth, just have some water and then taste it, because that's when I feel like my palate's the cleanest, um, and I can taste all the different notes. Um, and I got like some, you know, kind of jammy fruit, like a boysenberry, mm. uh, you know, fruit in, in the back, so I go, yep, call it the Queen's Jam. That's an interesting way to go about it, to taste it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I never really thought about that. And I don't know if my boss would appreciate me doing it before work, but I mean, I could try it ah, so, but for you're research. Tasting it though, right? You're, yeah, you're right. tasting it rather than you're not drinking it. <laughs> right. So literally it's like, you know, like a, a, a one ML, two ML uh, squirt from the, bo- mm-hmm. uh, from the sample. And then it's all about just tasting when your palate is really clean. You try not to eat something super spicy the night before. Nothing that will kind of, you know, jam up your, your palate. Um, and then, you know, that, that quick taste and then uh, and usually when you first wake up, you've got a pretty clear mind, mm-hmm. nothing else to, to distract you. And, and that's when I feel like I name my barrels the best. Um, but every once in a while, I'm, I'll, I'll be out in the distillery and some, something about that, that barrel will call out to me and I'll name it right there and then. Uh, I just did that with a Kings County barrel. Hmm. Uh, we went down, uh, I think it was a couple, maybe month, month and a half ago, and there were five barrel samples. and. Uh, and to prove that I don't always buy high proof, I taste it blind. I always go, I go low proof to high proof, let me taste them. And I love the first one, which is lowest proof, and I love the uh, last one, which was uh, the highest proof. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically a hazmat, it's 148.6 or something crazy like that. But, um, so I said, I really like that one. If I can have two barrels, I buy both. Obviously, they were limited, so I, c- I could only get one. So that last one that we tasted, I mean, just smelling it already, I was like, wow, I, I know I'm gonna buy this one. Um, and shortly after we tasted it, and we kind of looked at each other and said, cupcake. That's what we're going to name it because it had the, uh, the, the uh, it's, it's like you, you walked into a, a bakery that only makes cup, cupcakes. They don't bake anything else. Um, and it's that sweetness, you know, that confectionery sweetness uh, was what we got in the nose. And then uh, icing on the cupcake was the mouthfeel. Hmm. So kind of so, crazy. Yeah. So did you learn all that? Because you're, you have an uh, education in whiskey, right? Do you want to talk a little bit about how you know so much and your, how your barrel picks are actually good? <laughs> um, well, they, they tell me they're really good cause <laughs> by, by how quickly they sell. So, is that, so whiskey school is more, uh, it's a mar- mar- marketing school, right? The whiskey school in, in Austin, love it. It's definitely a marketing school. They teach you every aspect of, of you know, kind of how to market. So yes, we do taste a whole bunch of whiskey uh, there and try to try to blind taste and, and to figure out what it is and stuff like that. But it just, just takes a lot of practice. But ultimately, you have to be born with a palate mm-hmm. for this uh, and, and a nose. And I, this, I call it nose from hell because I smell everything. You know, I can smell something that's, you know, somebody could have like done, walked in here with a certain perfume and half an hour later I come in and I'm like, somebody was in here. Who's, who stunk up my, my tasting room? <laughs> it's kind of how it is. So I'm like, where you, when you come to my tasting, please don't wear any smells. <laughs> so um, very, very sensitive. So to a point where, you know, if, if it stays in there, I just have to like, I can't do this. Sure. Uh, it's hard to kind of reset your nose when it fills the air. Um, but as far as tasting stuff, um, I do a lot of blind tasting, so I, I did, well, now I'm constantly tasting stuff. And literally, when I talk about tasting stuff, we do that little bit and that's it because you don't need that much. And you can't overtaste because I'd say probably my max is maybe 20 barrels for a day and that, that's it, or oh, 15 to 20, mm-hmm. depending on how high the proofs are because after that, your, your palate's just shot. You can't really taste it anymore. Um, and uh, so I do a lot of blinds so that I kind of try to pick out what I'm tasting. 
Um, because when you look at a bottle, you go, oh, I know that looks pretty, that's gonna taste. You already have a preconceived idea of, mm-hmm. of what you're gonna taste. But when you taste blind, uh, the, first, the first round for me is always not blind. So that I have, uh, and I do notes in a spreadsheet basically, totally geeky about it that way. Uh, this is what I'm tasting in this bottle, blah, 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 blah. And then, then the second round is basically uh, not looking and then just picking up a glass and tasting and going, okay, I'm tasting these notes. Does it match anything that's in there? And mm-hmm. go, yep, that one matches from what I can taste. And then that, will, that belongs back to that bottle. So that it, you know, it's just training and having discipline to do that uh, and not go, oh, this is a fun tasting thing. No, it's not really kind of, it's really not fun. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's, it's work. Absolutely. <laughs> so you started, you said in, in Austin for whiskey school? Yep. And then you're also a, uh, an executive bourbon steward, which is the second or third completion in- The second. Second yep. for Moonshine University yes. out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. So at your store, which is located in Connecticut, mm-hmm. the anybody can essentially walk in and then ask to do a tasting with you. It's just scheduled, correct? Yep. So what started that entire process? Was it just because you thought that it was a good way to continue your own training as well on the outside? Um, so it's not so much for me at that point. At that point, it's more of, of educating the uh, my customer, mm-hmm. right? So in the tasting room, so our, our store proper is about 1,000 square feet. It's a small store, but every every spot in the, house, uh, in the store is filled. Every shelf is filled with a bottle. Most bottles have to fight for a, a space. Um, so we have a tasting room next door that we acquired um, during COVID. Um, and uh, it's turned into basically a barrel room. I mean, it's like a barrel, uh, you know, kind of lining the walls and stuff like that. And so during COVID, it was um, difficult to taste in the retail space. Sure. Because, well, it was illegal to taste. Mm-hmm. But in a, in a private event, you could technically do it. Yeah. Uh, because uh, people walking in the store wouldn't know that this was happening because it's like a little, almost like a little speakeasy. You kind of walk through the back and there's this little door that, that you walk through around on the other side. So, um, <clears throat> thank you. We, uh, uh, you guys know about these glasses, right? We Love do, them. yeah. Decanter abilities, yeah. which I'm glad we're getting on camera because it's fascinating. <laughs> so I always like to taste in my own glass. Hmm. Uh, I, I love how this glass, if I'm going to just drink for fun, I would drink out of this. Yeah. When I'm buying a barrel, I, I don't go to a distillery without a six-pack of these or more because uh, the, the, the bigger glasses, to me, uh, especially the high-proof, um, throw so much alcohol in your nose that you kind of kind of trashes you, you know, it trashes my mm. nose when I do that. But with this, uh, it restricts how much alcohol can come out, but yet it concentrates all the notes that I need to pick out of the whiskey. You just get those on Amazon? Uh, no, this is uh, distillery products. Um, they they sell mostly to distilleries, and they don't kind of just sell to mom and pop shops. So I kind of buy this by by the case, you know, by cases. It's 70, 72 to a case. During my charity events, I usually buy you know two, three cases of it. Sure. Um, actually, now we're up to 180 people. So yeah, quite, quite a few cases of it. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So we, we, we use this every year at a, at a charity event. We do, um, I do like a special uh, saying on it so people can collect these, right? So it's 10 bucks, uh, don't make really a profit on it. It's more so that I don't have to keep track of the glasses. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? So the first year was, uh, was this, it said sip slowly. Uh, the second year was a better sip. I don't know what I'm going to call it this year yet. But back to your question about the events. I, so I, I did, I started doing these events in my first store uh, in Brooklyn. It was Brooklyn Northeast Wines and Spirits. Um, because I felt like people buy a bottle because they think it looks pretty, right? And then they're like, oh man, it didn't taste so good. 
uh, whereas I'm like, I'm going to kind of, you know, take the, the prettiness out of the picture, kind of the marketing out of the picture, so to speak, and actually taste the stuff. Mm. So if I'm pouring for you, I've, sometimes I'll do a thing where I'll pour just in brown bags and you, you tell me what you like best, yeah, which is really kind of cool because then all of a sudden people are like, oh man, I really didn't like that. You know, I won't name some whiskeys that are very popular and very highly sought after and they don't taste so good because mm -hmm. I will most likely sneak one of those into the batch. And that's all by educating the customers to say, buy by what you taste, right? And in, in my tasting room, there's, there's no prices. And people always go, well, what does this cost? What does that cost? I'm like, can we only talk about price after? Because the whole idea of coming to tasting room is for the tasting experience, right? Because I'm trying to discover what you like. You say, well, I don't like, uh, I don't like rye, I don't like whatever. And then, then my challenge for me is always, oh, yeah, I'll make sure you haven't had the right rye. Right. And, and typically people go home with two or three ryes and they're like shocking themselves. I'm like, yeah. there you go. You know? And so it's, just, it's a lot about education uh, more than anything else. Which is interesting because one of the, it's not a shameless plug at this point. We're obviously inside of their building in a different country. When we first uh, sat down with Klan and Kilty, we didn't know what their price point was because we, we had no idea what the brand was, period. They were the first liquor store to have them um, mm -hmm. in the States and in New York. And we're like, all right, cool, let's do it. So when we started sitting down and drinking the juice, mm -hmm. it was funny because the packaging comes with each bottle. We saw the, the branding and we were instantly saying, like, this has to be 60 to 70 bucks a bottle. Like, mm -hmm. look at it. And then we found out that it's less than 50 bucks a bottle generally yeah. mm -hmm. and we were just like unbelievably blown away and it was just really cool that you can get something so pure with such a great backstory and message behind it and you're not yeah. breaking the bank exactly because there's a lot of bottles out of kentucky to your point where it's name or whatever it is and then when you actually try to enjoy it you're like it, it tastes the same it's almost too much corn or mm -hmm. i just yeah. don't understand this mash bill combo like why are they doing it that way with the percentages mm -hmm. and then you go to something like this and you're yeah. just like oh barley's a really good grain to use yeah you know exactly. well yeah. we were even talking before we pressed record about how some people are turned off by irish whiskey in general yeah so putting it in a brown bag where you don't even know that it's irish whiskey mm -hmm. and you taste it if you taste this you're not saying oh this is easily irish whiskey it's yep. it, the, the notes and the flavor profile in here are that of like it's not specific to ireland to me mm -hmm. and that's why if you just throw that in front of somebody and say just taste it and try to pick out the notes yep. people are going to fall in love with it mm -hmm. yeah Exactly. So it's funny because so my intro to Clown Kilty was not in Connecticut. I was in Florida at the time of vacation. And, you know, it's kind of sad that liquor store owners go on vacation and visit other liquor stores. <laughs> they just do. So um, I found this, this shop that had a whole bunch of different whiskeys and stuff. And uh, everything that was, you know, uh, from certain distilleries was completely overpriced, which I completely bypassed. And then in the corner, I saw this Irish whiskey. I'm like, oh, that's a really cool packaging. And it was $30. I was like... I'm gonna have to take one of those home. So I did and uh, went back to the hotel and then I was like, this is really good. So I went back and bought a few more bottles. <laughs> um, and that was my int introduction to Clown Kilty. So I was pretty excited because uh, I came back to Connecticut and I said to my distributor, I go, which one of you carries this? And, and apparently somebody was working to, to carry it in Connecticut and that's how we got it. it was, that's amazing. Really kind of neat, yeah. So we have a tasting in front of us. Do you want to walk us through a tasting and, and how you normally do it at your store? Okay, um, sure. So normally, um, I, when I mostly try to do it blind, I try to t not tell you anything about mm -hmm. it. I was just kind of looking to see what you had poured. But so the, the double oak, um, so how, how I usually tell people is that your, your very first sip should be the smallest sip ever, right? Because if it's a high, obviously it's not a high proof whiskey, but a super high proof whiskey, if you take a big gulp, 
oh, if you shoot it back, then that will be my last pour for you. I will have the most horrible thing that's on the bottom for your next pour, so you don't come back. Um, so <laughs> the first sip should be the smallest sip ever to just introduce the, the whiskey to, to your palate. Um, and then the second sip, you should take a, a bigger sip, but not as big a sip as your, a normal sip. Um, and then you want to let that whiskey go all over your, your palate, your, your, your size of your, your um, mouth, your tongue, the front and back, and then just sort of experience what you're tasting in different parts. Because you'd be surprised um, that sometimes spice only shows up on one side of the tongue and not the other, right? And then you want to look for, uh, is, is the whiskey um, sort of uh, filling all parts of your palate, which to me um, implies a, a really well-balanced whiskey, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you want to nose it, but you can't nose it that much because your nose gets pretty tired very quickly, right? Sure. Um, so you do want to nose it to see whether, you know, there the notes there that are of interest to you. So, um, and I, I never try to tell you what you should be nosing, mm -hmm. because if I say, oh, I smell apple, and they go, oh, yeah, I get apple. I'm like, no, that's just part of the suggestion. <laughs> 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 or they go, uh, there's something there I'm, I'm smelling, and I'm not quite sure what it is, because. So, so nosing is so uh, related to, to your experience, mm -hmm. right? See where you grew up, what you ate, all of that comes into play. So like sometimes I'll, I'll nose uh, like a beer or something and I'll go, oh, I get you know, tropical notes, I get some jackfruit. And most people in this country haven't had jackfruit. Like, right. They have no idea what you're talking about, right? Or they'll, I'll go, oh, I think I smell you know, um, this you know, certain, um, this is another fruit that's like a jackfruit, but, but it's not. It's, it's called something else. It's a like, dragon oh. fruit. Uh, there <laughs> is when I go, you're full of BS. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I eat dragon fruit, I can never smell it. Exactly. There's, yeah. no, there's no smell <laughs> to dragon fruit, right? No. <laughs> so even when I was in, uh, I was in uh, um, Ho Chi Minh City a few years ago, uh, and they have really good uh, dragon fruit over there. I mean, it's like super ripe and, and just really delicious. But even then, I don't ever remember smelling it. Go, oh, so that's what real dragon fruit should smell like. And it's the same thing in the wine world when people go, ah, oh, that has gooseberries. I go, you're full of BS too. Because I grow gooseberries in, in my yard. And it goes from green to well, the variety that I have goes from green to like a dark wine color. And even at its ripest state, because I can go downstairs and pick just one, there was still barely a note. <laughs> So with my nose, I can smell a little box three rooms away, and me not to smell, uh, you know, gooseberry. When you go, that's gooseberry, and I go, yeah, now you're full of crap. <laughs> so when you do your tasting, you said you normally try to stop at about 20, or that, that would be your max. Mm -hmm. What what does a normal tasting consist of? Does it range between like five to 10, or is Oh, it... so no, so that would be me picking a barrel. Oh, okay, right? gotcha. So it, in my store, so technically you can't taste more than 10, 10 things. 10, 10 bottles can't be open. Okay. Uh, more than ten bottles can be open at the same time, so it's it's depending on where, you know, if you're tr if you're new, so depending on your level of experience, right? If you say I've never had scotch and I want to try scotch, then I find things to kind of get you up to a certain level, uh, and they're not always my barrel picks that I'm trying to sell. I'm I'm just trying to find out what what you like and how uh, get you something that you're that's in your comfort zone, um, and then take you that notch higher. Or, or sideways or whatever to say, hey, you need to kind of explore this and, and that's what's really fun. And to that point, my single barrels are always just a little off. It's not, it's not the normal, because why would you buy a barrel that's just normal, right. right? So mine is always just a little more extreme than, than it should be. But luckily, uh, most of my customers are uh, very tuned to that uh, because I will walk you through the tasting and I'll tell you why I picked that barrel, right? Because it had these notes. 
and why I named it that. And what's fun about naming all my barrels is that when customers come back, they go, well, remember that barrel that you had that was, you know, missed a note? And, you know, or it was the sweet hot cocoa and then we did the blend with the whatever. So it's really nice because then they really kind of, uh, they, they really identify with, you know, the, it's, it's the whole story. So you, you kind of own that, that bottle rather than, oh, it's just a bottle that I bought that I just, you know, cat, yeah. you know. So, so it's about, you know, creating the experience uh, for, the, for, for the customer that way, where they can be very personal with the bottle. Is there a single barrel that was really off the wall for what you normally do? Um, yes, actually, there's quite a few. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would say probably the f- first one that jumps to mind uh, off the wall in a great way is uh, a, my whistle pick, uh, the uh, the twelve year bespoke, which was more like a thirteen year. Uh, it was finished in it was the lowest proof uh, whiskey uh, that I bought that that was just tasted fantastic. It was 86 proof. Oh, wow. Um, but I got a chance to taste it at the distillery when I was blending my 15-year barrel. And it was just so phenomenal. I was like, I need to have this because uh, Pete Lynch, uh, who was the master blender there at the time, he's like, I never wanted to sell this barrel before, but since I met you, if you like it and you want it, you know, it's yours. So I tasted it. I'm like, what the heck is this? So it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Ambarana wood, which is a Brazilian teak wood. Ooh. which is just freaking amazing. I mean, it, it, I, I named it Irene's Zen Barrel. Nice. So it, it is the mood I'm in when I'm drinking this, and there's just crazy, crazy notes in it. Of people who don't like really like whiskey, and they try it, they go, what is this? You know, is this a whiskey? It's, it could almost be a scotch, right? Oh, but it's okay. 100% rye, right? But it, it could almost be, be any other whiskey out there was that different. It had like, um, like on the nose, it was like cedar wood, like... I felt like I was in Thailand when I was I would be drinking this, mm. right? There's this kind of sandalwood kind of kind of note to it, and then this coconut that comes through, which everybody goes, "What am I tasting?" And as soon as I say coconut, go oh, yes, coconut, really? coconut, coconut, and then a little salt in the back. Um, so you feel like you're 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 on the beach somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, and drinking this thing in this coconut trees, you know, swaying in the, in the wind. It's just a crazy thing, but like for me, when I drink whiskey, it's not just about drinking. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The whiskey is, it's, it's the, it puts you in an environment. See, now, if you told me that you had a, a crazy off-the-wall single barrel, I think Whistlepig would have been my last guess. <laughs> that it would have came or like a riot from Whistlepig because yep. they're they're very very good products, but mm-hmm. to me they're very similar in the ones that I've tried. Like mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have guessed that they had an off the wall option. I guess I'm getting at yeah. So they they do cool. in their uh, bespoke series a bunch of different single uh, single cast finishes. Uh, the regular uh, bespoke series, I believe, is Sauternes, uh Port, and Madeira. I think are the three okay. that you can do in some. Oh no, uh, yeah, in, in some combination. Uh, with some limits, of, of course. But being uh, offered that uh, particular one was pretty amazing because the rest of, and I could only buy half a barrel because the rest of it went to uh, Boss Hawk that year. So Boss Hawk 7. Oh, cool. So I ba- technically got baby Boss Hawk, so to speak. Uh, it, was, it was really, really good. And it was fu- fun because when Boss Hawk 7 came out and I opened it and I tasted it, I was like, oh, dang. Ah. You know, so you can, <laughs> you can definitely you can taste the signature in it. But uh, we didn't sell it for, you know, a huge amount of money. Because uh, I wanted people to have access to it. I mean, I could have sold it for over 200 bucks, and it's still what I sold. It's sold mm-hmm. in a month. It came in the same week as my Kings County Barrel, my first Kings County Barrel, which was Save at the Moment. And they both uh, sold out in the, the same month, wow. uh, which is pretty insane. And it wasn't cheap. We're talking over 100 bucks a bottle. Right. right. Yeah, you're flying through product. Certain barrels literally just, like, evaporate. As soon as I say I have them, I, I'm almost afraid to announce them sometimes. So my Leisure Craig uh, Barrel Proof that, w- that just came in uh, how many months ago now? I think it was in February. And I, I made the mistake of not letting my manager, Jen, know that um, I had posted it. And the phone just rang off the hook <laughs> for the next five, six hours. She was like, thank you very much. She goes, a little warning would have been nice. Um, and it was 132 bottles. And by s- we closed at 7. Uh, and if we had closed to eight, the barrel would have been gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was limiting people to only six bottles. So, you know, ECBP is a, a product I think that everybody wants to get their hands on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then being my barrel pick, um, you know, because so w- when I went out to t- pick that barrel, I said to myself, it's not good enough, I'm going to walk away. All right, because I don't need a barrel. I always right. want a barrel, I never need a barrel. Um, so I went out there with um, ECBP 119, which I, uh, A119, which I really, really like. So it, it better taste as good as that. If it's not, then I gotta go. Uh, luckily, uh, Heaven Hill did great by me. They gave me three barrel samples of which I had to choose between A and C because A was really, really good at a, a low proof, younger. I think it was only like eight and a half years old. Um, and then uh, B, B was, you know, for me, not a single barrel pick. And C was just like, dang, C is really good, but A has a really good nose. Um, but I went with C because when I tasted A and C, A and C, I definitely like um, A, um, but when I tasted C and I went back to A, the rest is history. Mm. So um, C ended up being named Irene's Hug, and so the Kentucky Hug, that was my hug because it was 130-something proof, um, and very warming, but yet so um, not spiky, and you know, because mm-hmm. that's what I found is like with high-proof stuff, I don't buy high-proof because it's high-proof. I buy high-proof because it, it happens to be high proof. I buy the whiskey because it tastes good. Sure. And it just happens to be high proof. 
you know. So people make a mistake. They go, oh, the higher the proof, the better. I'm like, eh, that's not what it's all about. No, not at all. So when it comes to names, you don't have to answer this if it's too soon. However, this won't go live for a little bit. Um, did you name any of your picks from this trip? Not yet, because I'm still trying to decide. Uh, I, I'm blending uh, two sorts and barrels. Okay. And then the other one, I haven't decided whether I want the first one or the second one yet. Gotcha. So, yeah. And, and this morning, I made the mistake of having breakfast before I, I tasted it, so I, I couldn't. So maybe tomorrow, I might name it. <laughs> Excellent. Did, do you have any preconceived name ideas of like because I know I'm in this location then I'm gonna I might try to tie this into the nope, name not at all okay so the naming is very very random very it's, it's when I'm tasting wherever I'm tasting at the moment if it hits me then I name it that it's kind, kind of kind of crazy like I said because it's, it's not always about the taste but mm -hmm. some some are very specific like I have a barrel pick from uh, two barrel picks from heaven's door and normally I say, I don't know, you know, it's a lot, lot of uh, whiskey from uh, certain distilleries that I just don't really care for. But these two came out really, really nice. Uh, the first one I named uh, Butterscotch Brittle. It was a uh, MGP 21% uh, rye. Um, and you definitely get the butterscotch. And the brittle is sort of the, um, the peanut brittle kind of uh, nutty note in the back. Uh, the second one, which was 80% corn from uh, Tennessee. Uh, it's not from Cascade Hollow, but uh, it's some of the slurry in, in Tennessee. I named that one Cherry Spice and Cigars, and you literally would get that if you tasted it. Uh, and people who smoke cigars, I'm like, you like cigars? You're going to like this. That's all I can tell you. And people taste it. So the, the first, and it's pretty high proof, it's 125.9. Uh, the first sip is, is you get this big cherry notes in the, back, in, in the front, uh, kind of like an Elijah Craig. And then the spice is definitely in the middle. Um, and I don't understand how, how it's that spicy because it's only 10% rye in there, but never mind. And then the cigar is the cigar note in the, on the finish. You get this, uh, not a smoke, but a more of like a, like a cigar wrapper kind of thing. I mean, I don't smoke cigars, mm -hmm. but from what I've smelled of them, I'm like, that's kind of what I'm getting back to. It's called uh, Cherry Spicy Cigars. And, you know, people who smoke cigars, which is because it's called cigars, which is going to go, I think I need that. I go, no, you actually really do need that, which is why I put it in there because you would appreciate it. Sure. Or even people who don't smoke cigars appreciate that the different, so, so, so three distinct notes yeah. in, in the whiskey, which is kind of cool, you know, so. Are you creating your own labels for the whiskey or are you just slapping a sticker on it that says Cherry Spice and Cigar? Um, so, depends on the distillery. Some distilleries are very, very picky. Hmm. Uh, so they, they, but they'll, they'll always make a sticker for me. Sometimes uh, they will put it right into, uh, right onto the label itself. Me, I personally really don't care. Because, you know, true to my don't buy them pretty, um, right. doesn't matter. It just has to, somewhere on there, it has to say Whiskey Mentors, uh, QS, which stands for Queen Select. It's something that one of my customers uh, said, you know, they're like Queen of Whiskey. You, you should, I'm going to buy you a stamp that says QS, and you need to put a wax stamp on all your bottles. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. But, but it, it stuck, the, the, the Queen Select. And uh, then there's a number after it, uh, two numbers. Uh, so it would be zero, 01. Zero two, whatever it is, and for for me, that was for me to keep track how many barrels I buy from that distillery, right? So I will probably most likely by the end of this year have a QS06 from Clannacilty, um, and uh, my wild. biggest my biggest barrel right now is has to be Garrison Brothers. I have a QS18. Oh wow! Yeah, which, and that's all tracked in a spreadsheet. Uh, so that I don't have to track, right? Because whenever I go buy a new barrel, 
I already know. I mean, in, in our inventory system, I have all of that anyway. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so so it's really kind of fun for me to be able to, uh, you know, go to this area. I'm coming to buy, you know, QS 07 and 8. You know, so it's sort of a signal to them like, hey, I'm not just your, you know, happen to just buy a barrel. You know, I'm, I like what I'm doing and, and I like what you're doing. So, so let's, you know, continue this relationship. Do you ever, have you ever reached a point where you're like, maybe I shouldn't get one right now because I have inventory for other single barrels? Like, would you, have you ever hit that point or are you breaks? just okay? Are you talking about breaks? That's not such right? Breaks don't work around <laughs> yeah. here. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like it because you were saying, what, 30? We have sev- almost, I think I'm almost at 72. So not, not a goal. It just, at the, when I was looking at how many barrels, my, my first year we bought 22 barrels. Uh, we opened in October of 2019, and by December of next year, we had 22 barrels, which was pretty insane for a store that just opened mm-hmm. and during the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because it was difficult for people to travel to come to my store and stuff like that. But thanks to the uh, Whiskey Tribe video, you know, we were like, we got to go to that store. But I'm like, you got to watch the video to the end, because the end is when it shows that uh, I'm at my new location. Because mm-hmm. the um, uh, the oh, video was shot in my, my old store, mm-hmm. uh, because I thought I would have my store already, but I literally did not have keys to my store till the day the video was shot. So, but so be it. <laughs> Makes no for a cool story. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's no amount that would be too much. Is your store so in New York you can't sell beer at liquor stores? Mm-hmm. Can you and all? Yeah, we can sell all of the above. So what is your store makeup like? Percentage of whiskey. And then the rest of stuff. So I would say we are very whiskey heavy. Yeah. Because we have an entire room, you know, in, in where all the barrels are. Uh, you know, at any time, about 20 barrels of whiskey in there. And, you know, how many, I stopped counting how many bottles there are. Uh, you know, so say on average of 150 bottles, you know, plus and minus. Uh, so that's a lot of whiskey in there. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the, in the, in the retail space, we have, uh, we actually had to like, kind of have some hanging uh, shelves made because just just not enough room um and like i said every every bottle fights for a spot so their bottles are like this so that i can fit more on there where a a lot of other stores try to make their store look you know like they have a lot of product you know so they have like three or four of the same skews you know like oh there's a lot of product like yeah no no it's all the same stuff you know so it's fun it's it's when when people come to the store it's it's kind of like when 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 we saw where the you know rick house was you know in um at Galleyhead, where the lighthouse is, it's like, wow, this is really spectacular and amazing. And that's how people feel when they come to my store. They're like, holy crap, this is like a Disneyland for adults. You know, it's that's like a, sweet. Yeah, it's like a candy store for adults because there's so many things to try. And it's not just about whiskey. I mean, I, I do a lot of whiskey. I also do a lot of gins. Uh, I think we probably have more gin skews than vodka skews, even though vodka is still number one spirit soul in the world, or at least in the US. Yeah. yeah. Just because I, I don't want to be the, the Me Too store. I like to call it. Sure. Right. Me too. I sell that at that price. I'm like, yeah, no, you know, uh, no, I, I, I want to do something different. I want to give the customer a different experience because at the end of the day, the, the reason I do that is because life is short, right? And you want to have the best experience you can have, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean having a lot of money to do it or whatever it is, but being able to experience different things right? sure. and being able to offer that to people, I think it's, it's very, very cool. So is this single barrel process for gin the same? Yes. Uh, it's, it's starting to, uh, I don't know who else has bought a single barrel gin. I know I have two of them. So one of them showed up uh, just last, uh, last week. 
Was it last week? Yeah, because we, we, I just did a charity event for the zoo. So I do a lot of charity things with whiskey mm. because it's a cool thing to do to give back to the community and stuff. But it's a uh, barrel Asian from Bar Hill um, Distillery in Vermont. So I, the same trip, I try and pack in as many picks as I can in a trip because mm. you got to pay for the trip, right? Yeah. So when I was up uh, doing my whistle pick 15 uh, and the, uh, the Umbrana cast, I said, I can't stay over. I got to go to Bar Hill to go see these guys. Right? So I went to see them and then just in casual conversation, I said, hey, if you ever do a single barrel program, let me know. I'm definitely interested. And at the time, I was like, ah, it'll be a while then because the pandemic hit and I didn't hear anything. But then late last year, they said, hey, we have our samples for you for a single barrel pick. I'm like, what? This is so cool. So they brought me samples. I'm like, yeah, clearly that one's the winner. And uh, so I am the first one and actually the only one in Connecticut because you actually have to get on a long waiting list apparently mm. to get single barrels. But because I, I asked way early in the game, I got my barrel and then it's really, really good. Like for the people that don't like gins, like, yeah, I don't like gins. I'm like, you haven't had the right gin. Right. Right. So uh, invariably in the whiskey tasting, I'll go, you know, we'll do all the whiskey. I go, wait, there's one more. There's always some surprise. Uh, and I go, well, I'll try this. It's a gin. They're like, eh, we don't like gin. Don't just humor me, right? You can pour it away. I would not, my, my feelings would be hurt. Uh, and it's, it's a gin that is distilled from honey. Um, and so it has some kind of sweet notes to it already. Sure. Uh, but then barrel aging, it just makes it more like a whiskey, right? So at my other store, when we didn't have enough room for all the gins and stuff or any special bottles, I'll just bring a few in at a time. And people will know as they're tasting that, where is it in the store? Because they don't want to go home without the bottle. Um, <laughs> so when I had that reaction from my customers, when I first uh, introduced in Bar Hill, uh, the Tomcat gin, um, I knew I needed a barrel of it. Mm -hmm. um, so that came in and I, I named it Modern Elixir. And the TTV said, absolutely not. <laughs> so it delayed my barrel for a few months. Um, so I said, all right, call it Modern Conocopia then. And that stuck, so, so that was a really, really nice barrel. So when I brought it to uh, the um, charity event at uh, Providence Zoo, uh, we, we called it Pocket Gin because, so we had 20 bottles of, of, of whiskey. Uh, so almost 16 of them, most of them were my, my single barrel pick. So we, we did it by category. We had bourbons, uh, we had rice, we had Irish whiskeys, uh, and the, those were all my single barrel picks. And then we had some scotches and we would have had my single barrel picks had my barrels of scotches arrived, but I haven't arrived yet. Um, and then there was a special table of bottles that I um, donated to the event. Mm. So these would be, you know, kind of higher, uh, highly sought after stuff. Like we had a, a stack from last year. So I used that at uh, different events because, you know, you only pour so much. Mm -hmm. And those you actually had to pay extra money for. Um, so we did all of that. But in the midst of all that, I had a, I think it was an eight ounce bottle that I filled of pocket gin. So when I talk to people and they're like, oh, you know, I'm more of a gin drinker. I go, yeah, where's your glass? So taste some of this, you know, and they're like, oh my God, what is this? So it's, it's a really, really nice gin. It has so many different notes in it and it just feels very healing when you, when you even mm -hmm. just smell it, you're already going to get well. Yeah. <laughs> so does, does Connecticut allow you to ship liquor or no? No. No. Well, okay. well you can, you can ship within the state, uh, but shipping to any other state, it's just problematic. Yeah. Right. And then for me, I mean, I've kind of built the store as a destination. So I want people to come, sure. right? Because you won't get the same experience. Yes, you can get a bottle of my pick, you know, that's great, but you won't get the experience coming to the store and actually getting to try other things and, and exploring your palate. That's cool. Which you are located in Canterbury, Connecticut. Yes. So what else is, what is near Canterbury? Nothing. Can I say there's like, previously there was like more, more cows than people. Okay. Right? And now there's no more whiskey bottles than, than cows in, in Canterbury. <laughs> So there's nothing around. It's, 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 it's located in the quiet corner of the state. 
So there's really not that much going on. I mean, there's not even like a places for people to stay and stuff like that, which gotcha. kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. That might change in the not so distant future. <laughs> so people in the area are just thirsty. Um, no. So actually, my customers come from all over the country. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, up and down the East Coast, West Coast. So I have um, two maps in my, in my store, in my, in my tasting room. I put the first one up, uh, I think the first September uh, that we opened, beca- and 20 minutes after I, I put the map up on the wall, um, my first customer came from Tennessee. He was on his way somewhere on the East Coast, and he's like, ah, i got to stop in this spot because of the uh, Whiskey Tribe video. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how, I guess, you know, the word got out there that you guys should all come visit me. <clears throat> uh, so it's pretty much dotted up and down the East Coast uh, from Maine to Florida. A bunch of people from Pennsylvania <clears throat> moving out. There's a few states not represented yet, and every once in a while I'll point it out. I'm like, who from the state hasn't visited here yet? <clears throat> then I got people from Hawaii. Uh, so pretty much anybody that is trying to come to the Northeast for something will have to sort of plan their, their trip such that, oh, we kind of like kind of go up this way on, on 395, <laughs> and it's only a 10-minute you know detour. Sure. Uh, and what, that's kind of true because I found out last August when things were starting to open up a little bit more and anybody that was going on vacation to the Cape or wherever or going down to the Carolinas or, or whatever, they always go, oh, honey, we got, we got, we're going to go to the Cape, but you know, we've got to go up this road here on Route 6 and we just got to like turn south. And <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, every weekend I was very busy in, in August because uh, people were on vacation and made sure that I was one of the destination spots. So, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. great. It is kind of crazy when you think about having a store, a tiny little store in the middle of nowhere, uh, that that people you know would you know make make the time to come, mm-hmm. but you know apparently they taste my single barrel picks and like it enough to keep coming back. So love it. And then we I also the initial um, advertising we don't do any advertising at all, right? The, I don't even have a website. It's mm. Whatever I like, I put on my Instagram that goes to my Facebook, and that's it. So what are those handles? Uh yeah, uh, whiskey mentors. Okay, yep. gotcha. Yeah, yep. uh, whiskey without the e. And, uh, you know, whatever I cook, I'll put it on there and I'll show you what I'm pairing with. Sometimes it's a pairing of, uh, sometimes I can't decide the way, because I love wine too. So there'll be a, a, a dual pairing night. It'll be a wine <laughs> and a whiskey, right? And then, and then a bite of the food and a little bit of a wine, really, really good. A bite of the food, a little bit of the whiskey, they're equally good. I'll just continue down that path. <laughs> so Good for you. Yeah. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it's really, for me, whiskey, and I've said this a few times before, Whiskey and, uh, and wine are, uh, whiskey is to pickleball. Do you know about pickleball at mm-hmm. all? Mm-hmm. Okay. Whiskey is to pickleball as to wine is to tennis, right? Pickleball is very inclusive currently, very inclusive uh, society, uh, really good people that play, and then whiskey people always share, right? It doesn't matter what level you are, just come join us, mm-hmm. right? Whereas tennis, you kind of have to like, have a little league, a little club, and wine, kind of the same thing. And, and partly, I think, with wine, it's also the nature of, of, of the, the, the product, right? You open the bottle, you got to drink it all for mm-hmm. the most part. Whereas with the whiskey, you can open it, share it, and then share it again next week, right. and mm-hmm. next week after, or a year later. So may, maybe that's what kind of maybe creates that culture that way. Sure. What are the hours of your store? Uh, so currently, we're only open from 9 to 7 uh, during the week. Uh, in the winter, we'll open this 9 to 7, uh, six days a week, and then Sundays, we'll open 10 to 5. Okay. Um, Currently in the summer, we open till eight o'clock only because it's a small town. So most of my customers are trained to come see me during that. I mean, people that come see me, come see me by appointment anyway. So unless there's some stray person that, that stops in and then my, my staff very quickly hands them my car to go, here's a number, call her, text her, whatever it is, whatever time of day, well, actually send her a text, 
if she's awake, she'll answer. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I, I mean, I, basically there's no filter there. You know, if you send me a text and go, hey, so-and-so, uh, I want to come visit at this such and such a time, and then I'll say, okay. Or you can go on Facebook and uh, book an appointment that I'll have to approve, because, you know, with, between traveling and, and uh, trying to buy whiskey and stuff like that, and, and working full-time, um, you know, the, my, my work hours are definitely my work hours, and mm -hmm. then outside of that, I can play. Sure. So, cool. yeah. Anything else you want to talk about before we uh, close this out and get you going? Yeah, it's almost time, isn't it? Yeah, a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> we found out very quickly. Yeah, we, there's, there's no filter here. There's no dumb breaks here. We just keep going. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah. thank you for sitting down with us. If you guys are going to be passing by the area, go check out the liquor store because obviously a ton of selection. She's very knowledgeable, knows all about whiskey. So you can probably guarantee that all of her single barrel picks are just going to be exactly what you want. And if not, she can put you in whatever whiskey that you would like based off of your preferred notes. So thank you. Appreciate your time. Well, thank you for doing this. Bye. Bye. inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.